Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuning in to the PHNX Heidi Podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig, Petey, and Sean as always. And we have a very special guest in studio. It's former Coyote Darcy Hordachuk, who just went on an adventure to Australia on behalf of the Coyotes. We'll get into all of that, but welcome to the show, Darcy. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Should we just call you ambassador? <laughs> that Mr. I, ambassador? I don't know what I am, but I got a free trip to Australia. And it was uh, <laughs> probably one of my highlights of my career. It was so much fun. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are obviously going on the trip too. And it's yeah. going to be a treat for everybody. And you don't realize how big hockey is down there until you get wow. there. And uh, we had so much fun uh, on the trip and just uh, seeing uh, how hockey is going to you know, continue to grow throughout the NHL by uh, having uh, the Kings play the Coyotes down there is going to be great for everybody. We're going to get to that in a minute, uh, but let's catch up. What have you yeah. been doing? What, like I found out when I talked to you, you live in the Valley. Uh, what have you been doing since you retired in, I think, 2013? And what exclusive memberships do you have? Something oh. else you told me on the phone, by the way. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I feel like I, I really wasn't sure I'd ever play in the NHL. So yeah. every day I was in the NHL, uh, as PD could attest, I was like, okay, hey, what's my next move in life? And, you know, I was always kind of looking forward. Well, what do I want to do? So, you know, I obviously have an ADHD. Uh, I'm all over the map, but um, it's been great. And 2013 was my last year after the Oilers uh, moved to the Valley after meeting my wife, uh, who actually worked for the Coyotes back in the day, Lisa Hordachuk. And, uh, yeah, just kind of started a company for Canadians moving to the USA. Mm. Uh, so we started a company called Canada to USA, and we help snowbirds move to the USA. Awesome. We do their currency. We do all their real estate and uh, all their travel insurance. So we have our own travel insurance brokerage. We have our own real estate brokerage. And um, really got into vacation rentals. Uh, really kind of enjoyed, you know, fixing places. And uh, currently just bought a place in Desert Highlands off that course. So mm. when you buy a place, you get a membership and got a chance to kind of golf a little bit more, you know, playing on one of the top courses in Arizona. And yeah, just loving life. And, and uh, you know, everybody kind of gets scared after sports about whether it's what you're going to do. And uh, I've really got a chance to embrace it. And uh, I look back and probably made more money in in these years, not taking punches than when I played. So um, I feel like uh, I uh, 
not take back those 12 years, take good punches, but real estate's where it's at. <laughs> Why the Valley? Why'd you decide that you wanted to be here? You know, I uh, bought a house in Nashville, just recently sold it, had a place in Franklin. So that's kind of where I wanted to be. And then uh, obviously my wife followed me around for uh, my whole career and I just kind of left it up to her. Where do you want to be? And her parents actually live in Prescott. Um, and then, um, her grandparents lived there and her sister moved here and being from Saskatchewan, it's a hop, skip and a jump. If I ever want to go back home, which I, you know, try to get back as often as I can to Canada. Um, it's just the perfect place and living all over the place. Um, you know, you appreciate how great the Valley really is. And, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. I gave one one quick comment because I think it's something I, we were at the ice den yesterday for media day and there were a lot of former coyotes there alumni just that they rank because I got yeah. kids playing and so forth and talked to a few different guys and they're they've been out of the league for a while and they're still like I, I don't know what I want to do and I, I think that shows great foresight on you, on your part that you had a plan because I they, all the pro hockey players listening right now get a plan and, and I, I put that to everybody get a plan to what your future is going to look like so kudos to you for for making a plan and setting it up because i see you all the time and you are a happy guy so has this been the path that you you always thought you'd be on or is this just kind of it just kind of came up and it, you just created it yourself no you know what i i think i try to live light life the right way and i feel like kind of people gravitate towards you and, and you just, I feel like things happen for a reason. And, uh, you know, it's, it's ironic how I just met this guy and he wanted to buy into my company, Canada, USA. And next thing you know, I'm building a ring for him in Seattle and we've become best friends. And I just think if you get yourself out there and you're willing to fail, you know, back when I was with the coyotes, I bought nine houses also back in the downturn and took a beating. But you know, that's the part of the journey of life. It's, it's not about the money. It's about the failure. It's about getting out and doing stuff. And that's how you learn. You know, I was just with um, a whole bunch of NHL guys over in uh, White Court, Alberta, doing a charity event with Craig McTavish and, you know, Steve McIntyre and Luke Gazdick. And, you know, he was just telling me how the last two years have been a really tough time in his world with COVID and trying to figure out, you know, he was kind of that tough guy just coming into the game and then all of a sudden fighting disappeared. And, and I, I just said, Luke, like, what are you passionate about? Like figure out what that passion is. And he is going to work with Sportsnet and he wants to do stuff. But I said, there's so many people that still want to be around athletes. Like you're one of 100 million people that have made it. You're different. Your mentality, your mindset. So just figure out kind of what that is because everybody wants to be around you and I always love giving back and I started a charity event in town called the Valley Guardians and some of the best people I've ever met have been at our charity event the more you get back in life the more you get you know Fantastic. and uh, that's kind of what I live by speaking of charities I want to talk to you about the Thunderbirds because this was a fun story that you told me I first of all I don't know if a lot of people know what the Thunderbirds are I do because I'm around sports I'm at the open yeah I've seen the work that they do in the community, but this is an exclusive group. This is not a group that you just knock on the door and say, hey, can I join? So can you can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, it actually fell on my lap at the perfect time. This group's been around since 1937. I think there's two Canadians that have ever gotten this group. I'm the first NHL player to ever get in the group. You can call it a God thing. I don't know how it happened. I don't know one Thunderbird. Um but it was just such a cool group. I mean, you want to talk about guys that have type A personalities. You got Sam Fox. I'm hanging out with Doug Ducey. You got Larry Fitzgerald. Like all these amazing people. And we all have the same thing in common. We want to just give back. There's no egos because the guy next to you has two Jets, two Challenger 350. And you're like, oh, my God, I thought it was a big hockey player. And I'm like the bottom guy in the totem pole. But it just was funny how it all came together. Um, 
David Booth, who I played with before, yeah. um, Ricky Fowler used to come out to our games when we played for the Panthers. So I kind of got to know Ricky and he'd come to the games before he became Ricky Fowler. And David Booth said, listen, his roommate is Morgan Hoffman and he's playing at the Phoenix Open. Let him stay with you. And I'm like, do you think you'd want to stay with me? And he's like, yeah, these guys are on the road all the time. It'd be fun. So Morgan Hoffman, who has just the craziest story as well, um, lived with me for five years. And I remember one day, you know, he's like, Doris, listen, everybody thought I was his agent. Everybody thought like, I'm this guy that represents him. So I said, listen, I need some credentials. Like I got to, you got to make me the golf rep or something. So I had all this credentials saying I was the Wilson rep just so I can get on the golf course and hang out with him, you know? And, um, I'm on the 16th hole and there's a guy named Craig Weems and I didn't know who a thunder. I just know the guys have these outfits that look like Hugh Hefner. I'm like, who are these guys, you know? And, uh, Next thing you know, I pull him over. I said, hey, one of these guys that's staying at my house, he's got like five or six friends. He wants to see him tee off in 16. Do you mind like just for a couple minutes letting him? And he's like, dude, bring him in. Like just the coolest guy, you know, and I think he had a few cocktails. <laughs> and I go, I don't know what you do for a living, but we're going to do business together. And he's like, who the hell? Like, who are you? Like, what are you talking about? We're going to do. Right. And then we kind of started going down this rabbit hole. I played hockey and I have this company for Canadians moving to the U.S. And it's funny how the group works is all of a sudden he started bringing me around all these other guys. And um, I guess they're kind of auditioning you to see. And they're like, hey, listen, we need a favor for you. We do this event in Nashville every year or, or we do a, it's called a close. We pick a spot every year at a different spot. Could be Cabo, could be Chicago. This year it's in Nashville. We want you to help help us out. And I'm like on the phone with yeah. Chaz Corzine, every agent like, hey, we need this guy. Can we get Dirks Bentley? Can we get, you know, <laughs> carry it? And I'm planning this whole kind of cool event. And they're like, hey, we really want you to come. And I'm like, I'm not going with 150 guys that I don't know. Right. So it's just kind of all these like little tests along the way. And then all of a sudden they said, welcome to the Thunderbirds. And it's been one wow. of the greatest things that's happened in my life. And to and some of these guys are my best friends. Like never would I be hanging out with Dodger and Hart or, you know, you know, the Scott Jenkins, a good buddy of mine, you know, Chris Camacho, the head of GPEC. All these guys are in the top of what they do. Um, there's no reason I should be in the group, but I just think everything happens for a reason. And now I've just kind of, that's how I'm here. I, I yeah. kind of got to know the Coyotes ownership group. Every year I get a call from, you know, the Murillo family. Hey, can you bring this person out? Can you bring this, you know, dailies in town? Can you get them on 16? So it's kind of evolved where I always want to take care of the Coyotes and take care of athletes and the players across the NHL. I feel like that's what keeps me relevant is everybody wants to come to the open. I mean, I had um, Burroughs in my suite. I had Christian McCaffrey in my suite at the open, like people like, you know, Bellinger and all these guys that you <laughs> never, but it's the one thing you can't get. You can't get a ticket on 16 you, yeah. you, unless yeah. you have a corporate, there's a 10 year waiting list. And, you know, I've been on it forever until fortunately uh, enough, I was able to get a suite. So, <laughs> but it's just a cool journey. And uh, it, it, you know what it, some people are like, I don't like golf. I don't like golf either. I think I've watched four holes of golf since I've been a Thunderbird in 10 years. <laughs> oh, so, edit that part out. Okay. okay. But um, yeah, and uh, it's exciting with, you know, the live joining kind of the PGA. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And uh, if you've never been out to the golf tournament, it's one of the biggest events it's in the awesome. world now. And it's getting bigger and bigger. And uh, my job's a fun job this year. I, I'm assistant chairman of security so it's kind of fun to see how we're going to stop the next streaker. appropriate yeah <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but uh no it's kind of it's 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 been a fun journey and i wouldn't trade it for the world and uh it's just beginning 
Wow. Well, I mean, I always see the Thunderbirds out in the open. Right. I'm like, it's so elusive. It's very cool. Um, it's a great yeah, story. I wonder if there's like a secret handshake or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's very cool to hear your journey post-career, but yeah. I want to take it all the way back to, you know, just getting into hockey in general. You grew up in a tiny town in Saskatchewan. Can yes. you just talk about kind of your path to the NHL from growing up in a town with a population under 2000? Yeah. You know what? It's a small town called Camp Sack, Saskatchewan. Um, you know, you have to drive to Yorkton, uh, Saskatchewan, where actually Jared Stoll's from, who I played with uh, to get your Subway fix or McDonald's because we had no <laughs> stoplights and that was kind of our big trip. But yeah, kind of just a crazy journey. Just obviously like every kid from Canada, you're always playing street hockey or playing hockey and I don't think it was until uh, a guy by the name of Tyler Wright who was drafted to the Oilers um you know got drafted in the first round 12th overall um and his dad was my hockey coach and his brother was one of my good friends so we'd always go watch him play and Swift Current kind of followed his career and got hooked on it and um it's funny he gets drafted in the first round so We'd go to the school gym because his dad was the teacher and we had access to it and I'd work out with him and he's, you know, five, six years older than him. So he'd grab like the 25s and I'd grab the 50 pounds, you know, and I'm like younger than him. So I'm like, holy crap, this guy went in the first round. Like I, I can hang, you know what I mean? Not, <laughs> not realize how tough it would be. So then my dad was like, hey, listen, why don't you throw the boxing gloves and box him, Tyler? Like, why don't you guys go downstairs? And I, I remember like I, I, I hit him with a bomb and almost knocked him out and he's like no no i'm good so then i'm like the mind is such a powerful thing this is what people don't realize in life whatever you believe in whatever you want to happen if you manifest it it will happen i didn't want to fight but i slept every night with some you know not ear pods back then but a headset just saying like horty you'll fight anybody you're the toughest guy on the ice and you hear it over and over again and you start to believe it and i just now all of a sudden kind of found myself fighting all the guys and you're looking at my stats sixth round I didn't even get drafted as an 18 year old I went as a 19 year old um a guy by the name of Brad McCrimmon after I got cut from the Mm. Calgary Hitman calls me up and he goes Darcy this is your last chance probably to make the WHL you got to probably fight a couple guys in camp to make the team and I'm like Brad I'll fight anybody and then they're like well this guy named Steve McIntyre six foot five (laughs) from Brooks Saskatchewan farm boy and I'm like okay here we go so I wanted it so bad I fought him three times back to back to back and I remember the scouting staff saying you guys are done and they kept both of us so for the Saskatoon Blades my first year um, they kept me in Macri eventually uh, traded him to Prince Albert Raiders, where I got to fight him another four or five times. <laughs> and that was kind of my route, you know. And and yeah. I tell my kid this. My kid's 14 years old. And he's like, yeah, but you, you only made it to the NHL because you're a fighter. And I said, Braden, you're like a stock in this game. The more you can do and the more value you can create for yourself, the better chance you have of beating the 100,000 kids in your age group. You have to do something to stand out. I'm like, I didn't want to fight. And I was all right at it. But it's a mindset. And so through this journey, I just would always say, who's the toughest guy? And I'll never forget, I'm 19 years old. Just all of a sudden, now I get a call. You know, you go to the rookie camp in Detroit, and I fought everybody in camp, you know. And Peter Horchick says, you're coming with me to Orlando, to the Solar Bears. And this is after I was drafted as a 19-year-old to the Thrashers. And my agent, Dennis Polonich, goes, how much do you want to sign for? And I'm like... I just don't want to go back to Saskatoon. Just get the deal done. I'll sign for free. (laughs) I love palm trees. And um, next thing you know, uh, we won the Turner Cup that year. Mm -hmm. And it was just this crazy journey where 
you know, it's my first game. We play Winnipeg. Do you remember uh, the Moose? Yeah. And there's the whole team, Jimmy Roy's trying to fight me. Because in juniors, you're fighting 16 to 20 year olds. The next level, you're fighting guys that are 20 to 50 years old. <laughs> and I'm running around playing what I did in juniors, just hitting everything that moves. And the whole team's, so I'm like, okay, just send over your toughest guy. And this was the fight where the whole brass, the whole team was there watching me. And it was a guy named Mel Engelstad. And um, all of a sudden he comes at me and his nose is on the other side of his face. And he's kind of like almost <laughs> holding on the boards to come to me. And I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to get my, you know, ass kicked. And uh, we teed off. And it was one of the most viewed fights, I think, of all time back then. And uh, yeah, me and Mel went toe to toe. And uh, kind of put me on the map and next thing you know the nhl called me up when i just turned 20 and uh all of a sudden i'm trying to fight ty domi i'm trying to fight all these guys wow. and nobody would fight me because i didn't have the reputation at the time hmm. so i'll never forget this this is kind of cool if you can ever find this but my first shift of the game i'm like okay they said you're just called up for one or two games i didn't even want to go up to the nhl i'm like oh my god i gotta fight all these guys <laughs> like oh i'm fighting kids and now i gotta fight the nhl right but i just I didn't want to be on the farm in Saskatchewan picking rocks and making eight bucks an hour shoveling grain, which I did for five years listening to Shania Twain in the tractor. <laughs> um, but next thing you know, like I'm in the NHL and my first shift, I'll never forget this. Jeff Rogers has taken me to the rink and he's a local kind of right mayor. And he goes, Dars, just keep it simple. Get the puck deep. And Petrov, we're playing the Montreal Canadiens. He's coming around the net. And I remember getting off the bench and I take like six strides and it was the biggest hit of my career. And it was on every Gatorade commercial that year. It was the craziest thing. So now I became just like that, like hoardy check in the stands. I became a fan favorite and they didn't send me down for like, I think I played the first year 15 or 16 games and um, fought Prober twice. You know, that was wow. on my bucket list and uh, started just finding a way to stay in the league. And yeah, you mentioned training. Um, you train with Chuck Liddell, right? You know, like I got stuck fighting all the heavyweights. Yeah. And I'm not a heavyweight. I'm six foot one. You know, I was 215. I'm supposed to be fighting the Carcillos. I'm supposed to be fighting all these guys. But because I fought George LaRock 16 times, you know, Peros 12 times, Jody Shelley, <laughs> Derek Bugard, nobody would ever fight me. And I remember this terror that Carcillo was on as the Coyotes. He was beating everybody up. He was kind of knocking guys out. So I was like, okay, LaRock for whatever reason, didn't want to fight me that night. So Gretz was the coach of, he loves, loves the tough guys. So Carcillo, I think was trying to make a statement and you could see what I did with him in, a, in, in that fight when I'm actually fighting somebody my size, I just absolutely teed off on him and, and ended his, I think his 30 um, fight win streak. But yeah, you know, it was kind of a tough role having to fight all these big guys, but it, it gave me the career that I had and, and really enjoyed it. Do you think now, though, because the game has changed so much, the queues got rid of fighting, you don't see fighting in the NHL like you used to. Do you think that would have changed your career path or you think you still would have found a way, a different way to get yourself into the league? You find a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? People don't realize half of it is on, on the ice and there's half off the ice. If you just shut your mouth every day and you just do your job, like it's funny, I got about... 20 tweets from all these guys, not tweets, but like Kevin BX is like, dude, what the hell's Yak talking about you? But I don't know if you guys seen that little story about Yak about what he said, but every rookie that came on the team or every guy, you got to create value. There's a million tough mm -hmm. guys out there. There's a million people. 
So you got to find like, what do you bring to the locker room? What do you bring to the team? You can't just be hockey. You, you got to figure out a way. So, I mean, here with the Coyotes, the Coyotes never had a car deal ever. And I had Legends Cadillac. I don't know if you remember this, but whether you're Ramsey a bit or you're Shane Doan, I got these guys car deals. I go to the Canucks. Nobody had a car deal with the Canucks. I got the Sedin twins and Volvos. I got Burroughs. You know what I mean? Guy. Like, and, Unreal. And, and you know what the people, funny thing is? People are like, how do you do this? And it's such a challenge and it's so fun. I would call up these car dealerships and act like an agent. I'd say, hey, listen, we've got a couple guys that would love to do, you know, cars. And one of them is Darcy Hordachuk and Alex Burroughs. And they're like, well, we don't want Darcy Hordachuk. We want yeah. Alex Burroughs and Luongo. And I'm like, listen, Luongo is not going to sit past yeah. an hour and a half signing. He wants 30 grand to do it. Hordachuk's perfect. He's cheap. He's five yeah. grand. He'll do three appearances. Oh, yeah, dude. The hockey was my side gig. If you remember oil. That's unreal. Listen, if you actually watch oil oh, change God. and Mike Gillis is trading for me, they're like, we don't know if we can have this guy. He's got too much going off the ice. <laughs> I still have the contracts. I did Alex Burrow's stick deals between Warrior and Bauer because we. I'm like, Burr, you're getting undercut here. Here's the deal. I need 30 sticks in the summer for some charity events. I'll get you way more than you're making. How much are you making? So I was playing Soupy, who was the Bauer rep at, a, at the time, with the Warrior rep. And they're like, no, we can't go more. It's kind of an A market, but it's a B. I'm like, no problem. We got another deal. And I would throw it a name and it was just it was, i love that and i still do this to this day where i hustle and enjoy it and oh my, my wife's God. like why do you do this and i'm like it's just a challenge it's not about money it's just like it can be done you know so wow that's crazy yeah so for all the kids listening out there but listen be last, a good person my last thing on fighting because i know we really want to talk about australia because i i and i'll just tell you my views on fighting because yeah. i've seen them all yeah and I, yeah. all the guys that you talked about george Warrock was here with they have some really tough brian mcgratton was here yeah. like with well, they have some tough guys here um i i didn't like and this is me personally yeah. so sorry hockey fans when guys would get to a face-off circle and go hey let's go I, I my fighting in the NHL that I go okay you, you just hit Danny Briere you just hit this guy you, you took Ravidim for bot out okay we're going yeah. like that you're sticking up for a teammate or you're sticking up for that that's where I go this sport needs I believe hockey needs fighting referees yeah. cannot police this game completely you need you still need to have fights in hockey that's my personal opinion I don't think it's staged but I think you need to police the game because there's too fast too much going on that's my thoughts on fighting. I 100%. People are like, it's so violent and it's so crazy. What they don't understand is I say, I'm just like a police officer in society. I'm out there just protecting the guy that's getting bullied. That's all I'm doing. And, you know, when you really break it down at the end of the day, like just imagine having a gun next to your nightstand. You don't have to use it, but just knowing it's there, you're like, okay, I'm the tough guy all of a sudden. I was that for everybody on the ice. I would have games when I'd play in there. Taylor Hall would come up to me and say, hey, Avery's coming after me. So then I'd go to the bench and I'm like, listen, if Avery talks to Hall again, I'm going after Turco and I'm going to run Turco. And Avery went after Hall again. So you can see in a video, if you Google Hordachuk tries to run Turco, I ran Turco. So then the message gets across, don't mess with our guys. So I'm just, you're kind of you know, policing everybody. And at the end of the day, us tough guys respected each other. And everybody's like, well, you weren't trying to really knock them out. My best friend was Garnet Exelby. I almost put him out of hockey. We played together. I almost ended his career. I, I buckle him with a punch. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And that's just part of the journey. And, and you, you know, the problem is when you get to this level, 
everybody is training with the not everybody's training with Chuck Liddell or Glover Texter and but everybody knows that punch is coming. So you can't hurt guys because they've been through a thousand fights and they know how to protect themselves. But it gets the point across real fast that if you see a fight like that, that you're not going to be running around with your head cut off. Well, so well, I'm teaching my kid to keep going out there. Listen, yeah. you know when he's on the ice because there's bodies flying. <laughs> yeah. And he did smoke a guy, one of the bigger guys. He played up a year last year and he was so pumped after the game. He's like, Dad, I crushed this guy. And I go, Braden, but then you quickly skated away and the guy two-handed you in the back of your legs. Like, you don't skate away from a guy. You let him know because you just showed everybody in the team that you were scared. Or and he goes, I wasn't scared. I would have, and I would go, but it's just the what you show. And now, you know what, he's kind of getting it. And he comes into the barn and he's going after the biggest guy and people respect him and they don't even want to get the puck sometimes. So it's still in the game and it's still pretty cool to see that uh, you just got to be quicker, faster, and uh, still be able to fight to play. Hmm. Wow. Well, there's still so much to get into. Um, <laughs> yeah, we haven't talk. even talked Australia. <laughs> I know. We haven't even talked about Australia. We haven't really dived uh, into your time with the Coyotes. But um, I just want to take a, qu a quick pause to tell everybody the hockey season is... I think a month. I think the Coyotes play a month from today, a regular season game. You are correct. Um, yeah. And you can bet on all of your, the hockey games upcoming. I would on bet on Hornichuk in a fight, but yes, like, just, I would. <laughs> after that little speech, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going through a brick wall. Let's go. <laughs> I got Hornichuk in this one, three rounds. Seriously, seriously. Um, so there's, oh, you can actually bet on the first slate of NHL regular season games. They're already up on BetMGM as well as Futures. Um, or if you want some more instant gratification, you can bet on MLB, NFL. It's all happening. It's the best time of year for sports. We're right into it. Um, so download the BetMGM Sportsbook today. If you haven't already signed up, use the bonus code PHNX and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM mobile application of at least $10. Wow, PD with the sound effects. And you'll receive $200 instantly and additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All good. Um, <laughs> you know, once you win some money on Circle K, you're just making money because Circle K is saving you on gas. If you join the new free membership program at Circle K, um, it's called the Inner Circle and it's completely free to join. You can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups at Circle K and get every six free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. So you can join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. All right, let's talk a little bit about Australia mm -hmm. and let's start with how did you become the Coyotes ambassador to Australia? You played here from 2001 to 2003 yeah, it was, it was like where Shane Doan's played 1,500 <laughs> games. Darcy Hortatuck is not second, by the way. Yeah, he, he comes in with a total of 26 games for this. So let's make him the ambassador. How'd that happen? You know, I, and listen, obviously Sean, Shane didn't go want to go on the Speaking trip. Speaking of yeah, Shane Doan, so right? Shane didn't, probably didn't want to go on the trip, and uh, <laughs> probably not a lot of other guys. Um, but, yeah, they just uh, kind of asked – 
Uh, and I think Shane endorsed me. He said, listen, uh, you know, I really think that you'd be good to go down there. And, and Was that how it went down or did Shane just not answer his cell phone, which happens <laughs> all the time? <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's funny. Uh, through this journey since I've been here, me and Shane have kind of got really close and, you yeah. know, did some other fun events, the pickleball for the children's hospital. So we've always kind of crossed paths. And through the network of the Thunderbirds, I feel like, um, you know, Shane should obviously be a Thunderbird. And we just kind of always keep crossing paths. And um, ironically, I was trying to run Shane when he was – playing but he just turned 40 so i couldn't get him in the group uh but he would have been a great addition so mm. but now i don't know how i became the ambassador um i think life throws some fun things at you sometimes and if you're <laughs> in the right place at the right time but um i'm so glad i am and i'm so glad i get to go on this trip again i think uh, javier and and the Murillo group have been so incredible to me and uh forever i'll be grateful to uh you know, Bill Armstrong and that whole group and, and the Coyotes team for allowing me to tag along. So, well, we're excited that you're coming on this upcoming trip, but can you tell us a little bit about the trip that you did go on? Just what you did, what you discovered, just kind of take us through that whole, yeah, that whole thing. You know what? We just, we really never knew what exactly it would entail. And, and I've never been to Australia. So I literally show up and, uh, Brown shows up. He's representing the Kings. Dustin Brown, you're talking yeah, about. Dustin right. Brown. Yeah. Coyotes fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. Big, <laughs> big statue if you need to see <laughs> yeah. it in, yeah. in L.A. I mean, so I'm sitting next to this guy. He's got two Stanley Cups. Yeah, He's know. got a statue outside. He's an absolute legend. I didn't even realize he was that good. All I remember is me trying to run him every shift and trying to fight him, and he wouldn't fight. No, he wouldn't so, fight. He deserved to get run. But sorry, Dustin, I'm sure you're listening, too. Coyotes fans appreciate you doing that. Oh, Sorry, but, Dustin. So we kind of land. We're, we're staying at the Hyatt right downtown and, uh, you know, ready for our first interview. And I swear in those five days, I did more interviews and podcasts <laughs> than I've done in my whole life. It was from one spot, grab a coffee, you're here. And just to see how excited, you know, the Australian fans were and all these people that were promoting the game. Um what we did in those few days, you know, selling 20, 25,000 tickets just like that. Um, it's been incredible. And I don't think a lot of people know this, but uh, talking to some of the people in the NHL, I think their viewership is like fourth or fifth on the list. Yeah, I heard wow. the same. Wow. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. And when we went down there, like the questions are so funny. It's like when I played in Nashville, you know, when I started out there, everybody's asking these questions like, oh my God, what about this? And what is this? And, and, it was so fun to see like them asking questions. Well, how do we get ice down here? Do you think we're going to get ice in time? And I go, by the way, you guys have two hockey rinks right around the corner, yeah. the O'Brien's ice house. And, um, ironically my next door neighbor, who's Dougie Wilson jr. His mm -hmm. dad, you know, used to be mm -hmm. the GM for the sharks forever. He found out it was going and then just paved the way for my whole trip. He's like, you got to talk to this guy. And I played hockey with this guy. So a lot of these guys, when they were done hockey, went to play in Australia and, it's such a cool, you know, couple hockey rinks and everybody was decked out. And I'm like, dude, where are you from? Why do you have a Drew Doughty jersey on? He's like, oh, I'm from Halifax. I'm like, what are you doing down here? <laughs> yeah. You know, and the next guy's from like, oh, I'm from Chicago. He's got a black guy. So there's so many expats and people huh. that are down there. Um, this is like the perfect storm. And the fact that this is going to be played when one of their biggest events is going on is just going to, you know, 
create that attention, come to a hockey game and then go to their big AFL Super Bowl. You yeah, know, game, the Australian which, Rules football. Yeah, which it, yeah. they planned it that way. And it's, totally. it's going to be just this crazy crowd there. It, I want to ask you something more about your media circuit that you yeah. did because you were told you were given advice that this, this was a conservative crowd. Avoid certain topics. The one that we've been talking about, the fighting. It didn't turn out that way. <laughs> so, no, every podcast was different. Those guys wanted to get into fighting. You know, like yeah. everybody was just because they've seen videos, they Google you and they yeah. kind of learn about you. And then all of a sudden they're like, was this you like fighting and doing all this? And they're like, well, that was me back in the day. But, <laughs> but so, no, I, I remember uh, the guy that's taking us around and we're doing all these interviews from the NHL. He goes, just Jars, this, you know, we'd always prep, like what to kind of talk about this crew right here, very conservative, you know, they're, they're probably not going to talk about fighting that much. And we're in the, you know, whole audience there. I felt like I was in like a Jerry Springer show. And all of a sudden, like, there's this highlight of all these Aussies, like, you know, rugby just hammering each other. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then it just shows like every one of my highlight tilts just fighting all these guys and me blowing up guys. And I'm like, okay. And then it shows Brownie scoring goals. So yeah, if you see this interview, like Brownie kind of took it over for the first like minute and a half. And it looks like they don't even want to talk. And then it was just like, why do you do this? And how do you fight? And it's like, when I was off the air, they just wanted to keep me around. And they're like, this is unbelievable. You got away with this, you know? And I was like, well, I was on good morning America a couple of times, dragging Avery around. And you know, this got me three games, cost me 30 grand, but it was worth it. You know, they're like, just, they just love that stuff. And, um, so yeah, it was just so cool to see their perspective and what we think, uh, what they want to see. And, um, uh, I know that all of them have already reached out and they want to do interviews again and they want to come see the game. They're just so excited of how, you know, hockey can be so physical but yet so skilled and it's just it's everything and that's why it's one of the greatest games mm. on earth can you talk a little bit about the hockey culture in australia because i think a lot of people when they heard about this event they said why australia normally you you know the nhl goes to prague and you know there's an established hockey culture there and you look at australia and, and i think a lot of people said why australia but you know you were talking to us before like there's an established hockey culture there not only is there an established hockey culture these fans are the most passionate fans you're ever going to meet. Mm. They just want to go cheer on somebody. You know what I mean? And they love the rivalry. I think the one um, sport, they have like six teams in one city. Like most places couldn't even handle one team. And here in Australia and Melbourne, they have like six different teams that they switch dressing rooms. Like it's, it's crazy mm. how passionate these fans are. And um, I think they like to have fun and love to drink coffee and support their sports teams. Yeah, and we're going to ask you your favorite parts of Melbourne because we need Rex, obviously, you know. We're probably going to be tapping you when we get there. about his coffee. Oh, big so, time. I'm a hey, coffee He's snob. bringing his coffee press with him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen, like, every ridiculous. time I'd go to a rep, they're like, no, 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 no. This coffee, it's not like what you're used to. Like, that that stuff's garbage. Like, this coffee's the best. So they'd take <laughs> us around. But I tell you what, like, if you can Google Chin Chin, this restaurant, I'm craving it right now as okay. we speak. I was exactly. going to, I brought the recipe or the, the menu back for Sam Fox. Cause I'm like, he needs to open up one of these down here, but it's just cool eighties, nineties vibe music. And like all these tapas on the menu. So you pick like four or five things and it's just like the food melts in your mouth. And it was <laughs> so great. Can I interject? <laughs> like when I joined PHNX, the last thing I thought is Darcy Hordachuk talking about tapas. Like in, in Australia. Australia. In Australia. Really? That's what my life is becoming now. 
<laughs> well, you know what? Wow. There's so much to do there from the golf to the uh, kangaroo watching. Um, Did you see a kangaroo? You, not until I was on my way back okay. to the airport. And the guy points out there's like a hundred of them, like Come a on, mile away. Just out there. Just out by the All airport right. in this big field. And you know what? They look like deer. I don't even know what I was like. I'm like, oh, my God. I could say I seen a kangaroo. But this time around, I, I really want to uh, go to the zoo and really kind of yeah. see yeah. them up close. And uh, yeah, Well, fine. you can take these two around. I did, they're gonna need I, I did see wallabies. Like, wallabies. Yeah, yeah they're, exactly. they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Is it okay? I don't know what that is. It's like a smaller kangaroo and okay. it's darker brown. Okay. It literally looks Perfect. like a kangaroo. It's just small. Okay. But those those things are like on the side of the road, but not in like not downtown. Is that why I'm not going? Because I couldn't pass the no Australia <laughs> test, like a wallaby. No, you're not going because you couldn't handle the 17 hour. Flight. That's fair. That is. Fair. Well, somebody's got to hold on the fort. Let's I got give a little bit of credit. anxiety. Yeah, you you got to hold on the fort here. Yep. You know. Oh exactly. my god. Um, how was how was the flight over? Got any tips for uh, keeping occupied? On yeah, <laughs> just download every episode of Netflix because uh, <laughs> you know what? It's Seriously. not bad. Like the time change isn't that bad. Um. But I felt great this time around. Like, I don't know what it was. If it was just, I stayed up later and you know, when you fly out at night Yeah. and it's awesome because there's so much great food coming and you're just kind of doing your own thing. And, um, you just get caught up in life too. Like, it's finally like, I don't sit still for more than an hour. (laughs) Like on that trip, I was like, Oh, I'm going to try to read a book. It's like first time I read a book since grade four, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it was just kind of cool to like really slow your life down and, and, um, so, you know, I think um, mm. it, it'll, everybody's different, but bring some melatonin too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how was the weather there? Is the sun shining? Yeah. No, the weather, I think this time of the year was great. Yeah. You know, it, you know, obviously there were some rainy days, but um, it's, it's, it's weird because in your mind, like my, my buddy picked fruit in Brisbane and, you know, he's talking about snakes and, you know, I'm looking at kangaroos, but then you get down there and I'm like, I feel like I'm in Vancouver. You know what I mean? So it's not until you kind of get outside of the city and you start to maybe go on some of these tours that you really get the feel of it. But, um, it's just, a another great place that has great food and supposedly the best coffee in the world. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to find out. I've been I've been telling Craig. I've been telling Craig. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I imagine it'll be sunny some of the days. So we're going to pack our shady rays, Craig, our sunglasses to keep our eyes protected from the sun. Because I think there is something to this. Like the ozone layer is thinner in Australia. Like they actually have the that highest rate. This, no, this is true. They have okay. the highest rate of skin <laughs> cancer in the world. That's true. Wow. Uh, I've never been more tan in my life than when I went to Australia. Huh. Did you know I've been, Petey? Um, she studied abroad too yeah. for those other way didn't know. not Bougie. in australia um in italy but anyway um yeah craig and i will be packing our shady rays for uh, all of our australian adventures and they do ship internationally i know some one of our diehards ordered them to england so check them out and again shady rays they have great styles great colors and for great prices so exclusively for our listeners shady rays it's giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. We're getting into the spirit of sports season being back. And one of the things I love to do the most is, you know, decorate my space in in order to like we have our coyotes bobbleheads on the table. If you look around us, all of these Gadgets and gizmos, I love to say that, um, are from our friends over at FOCO. They have the best Arizona sports merchandise around, um, apparel, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Anything you can think of, FOCO has it. So check it out. 
um, deck out your man cave, whatever it is. And they also have a ton of limited edition stuff as well. So you can check out FOCO right now, F-O-C-O.com and use code PHNX. And for all non-presale items, use promo code PHNX for 10% off. So I want to ask you this. In your opinion, what's the value of a trip like this? Like you, you can say, okay, we're going to Sweden or Finland or Czechia and like we talked about, there's a there's a pro culture there. There are players coming. What's the value of taking the NHL to Australia for this these two exhibition games? I mean, you can't even say what the value is. I mean, it, this is a like a generational thing where mm. Gretzky gets traded to the Kings, and all of a sudden, because this guy went to the game, you know, now his kids playing hockey, and I I really think it's going to be. Um, that way for hockey down there just kids kind of coming to the game and seeing what it's all about and starting to tune in and just curious right and uh the fact that you know the nhl's willing to take a leap and do this is is absolutely so amazing so this will kind of be one of those things you look back and be like oh my god they were the fourth or fifth um highest had the highest you know ratings to now they could be you know the third or second and um mm. this is what it's all about it's just growing the game and it's about getting that excitement out there i mean if you like rugby and if you like cricket and you like some of these other sports how can you not like hockey you know it, it's it's such a great sport and it's so fun to watch um i i think it's gonna it's gonna pay off dividends all right and i have a dream <laughs> clearly travel is a major stumbling block to this but could you ever see the NHL becoming a truly global league where we've got teams in Europe, we've got teams in Australia, where it, it truly is all around the world? You know, I, I just, I think that people are, are craving kind of coming together. And, and I think COVID's really kind of opened people's eyes. Like, maybe we kind of chase money too much and like, you know, you chase this illusion that you'll be happy if you have this. I think what sports does is it just kind of brings everybody together and it's just fun. That's mm. where memories are really made, you know, and I would love to see that happen. Will it happen? You know, it'll probably be, uh, you know, when I'm gone, but um, <laughs> it would be pretty cool that if we could take that steps and here's the cool thing. How do we know if we don't try you know, it's, it, there's no such thing as, you know, this failed or that failed. It, if it's touched one person's life and it's done this and this person now gets in that position, it's, it's just such a cool experience. And that's what hockey is about, is about giving people experiences that they didn't have. And it could be for every person, you know, and um, obviously the quicker you get in the sport, the easier it is, but it, it's really something that's, uh, fun to see grow and i'm so glad that you know the nhl is in such a great position and the Who league's call our outlet if we move to melbourne that's a, that's a lot of letters i mean we'd have to lbn melbourne <laughs> that's <laughs> how they say melbourne, it there. that is melbourne. how they say it all right uh, it. It, but it, it is interesting to think about because you know you look at the coyotes being here and it's like austin matthews probably isn't playing hockey if the coyotes aren't here you know yeah. because he he watched Danny Breer as a kid and went to the games and much said, to Shane oh. Doan's chagrin. Yeah. Danny Breer was actually his favorite player. Sorry, so. yeah. oh, sorry Shane. Hey. Um, but you know, and it's the same thing where maybe it's like a kid in Australia. Like right now, I think there's one or two Australians in the yeah. NHL. Nathan Walker. Like, and yeah. you said we're not going to see the dividends of this yeah, maybe for, for another generation. But who knows? Hey. I mean, now there's multiple NHL players from Arizona in the NHL. What Austin Matthews has done for hockey in Arizona, it's 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 crazy. It's good and it's bad because. 
every parent thinks little Johnny's mm-hmm. the next Austin Matthews. <laughs> hmm. And I'm opening up a skating facility with a skating treadmill and a rapid shot just right by the ice den just because parents will spend anything to get little Johnny to be a good hockey player. And it's kind of unbelievable how you can't even get ice time. Like everything is, but it was from, you know, back in the days Mm -hmm. with the whiteouts and you look at Vegas, like an hour, a couple hours away, like what's going on down there. It is just amazing. It's just one of those things that takes time to build the team. You know what I mean? And I think what the Coyotes are doing it, it's, is amazing. And it's just, it's you got to be patient. And sometimes you're a little bit more patient than other teams. But, you know, once we have a couple good playoff runs, it's going to be so exciting. And, uh, you know, everybody's excited as it is. And yeah. So hockey belongs here. And that, that, that one 100%. of the things we ask everybody that comes here, does 100%. hockey belong in the desert? A hundred percent. A hundred percent it does. And it's frustrating for everybody sometimes to see this or to see this. But I was just in a golf tournament in White Court and everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to come. Everybody said it's one of the most yeah. ex- amazing the experience coming to Mullet Arena. And I'm like, it is so cool, that arena. Like people were so against it. I'm like, to be a player and play in that atmosphere, that's what gets you excited. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes it fun. Um, but no, I mean, I, I I think that everybody around the country is excited to come to a game here. It's just continuing to try to get that product. And I mean, look at the Oilers. They had four first rounders when I was there. They had Yakupov, they had like Nuge, they had all these guys, Taylor Hall. It's tough. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you don't. You're drafting kids that are 18 years old. You know what I mean? And it's 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 such a grind, you know, trying to figure out. And But I know this management group, I know the steps that they're taking going beyond just drafting, trying to figure out the families, trying to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, the people they surround themselves with. And I think really that's what's important is going that extra step to get a product out on the ice that everybody will be happy to cheer behind. Well, this has been amazing, great stories. And I know Craig has more of them coming Um, next week. Your newsletter is going to be about Darcy. Darcy. um, (laughs) That's going to come out on Monday. And if you haven't signed up for our newsletters yet, do so. You get one every day in your inbox. Um, Coyotes, Suns, D-backs, Wildcats, Sun Devils, Cardinals, just another perk. of In your email inbox? Like you don't even have to go to the website. How do I do that? You you just... (laughs) Shouldn't I get that? I'll help you out after. <laughs> we'll explain up here. Yeah. Yes. Um, but check check it out. Become a diehard today. You can join our Discord. Um, you can get twenty percent off merchandise, twenty percent off events. We have all of our PHNX Cardinals away game watch parties out at BetMGM in Glendale, um, where there's ticket raffles, prize giveaways, and more. You can check out the link in our show notes for that. Um, that's coming back in October after a couple homestands here. People were winning like Cardinals tickets yeah, there. Char- yeah, Charles won yeah. some Cardinals tickets. And by the way, great TV screens there. Great place to yep. watch a lot of football. Great sports bar. So. It is actually, yeah. yeah. It is. Um, so anyway. And you can gamble. If there's one bet that I was going to tell you guys oh, to make, yeah. okay. if you want to double your money. Okay. Yes. I just spent two weeks in Vancouver. Yes. Um, and this Connor Bedard kid, <laughs> he is beyond the real deal. Mm. Seriously, and the rookie showcase. This guy skated with Barzell, Nugent Hopkins. He was on the ice with Kent Johnson. And in my mind, besides Barzell, I thought he was the best player on the ice. And there's a bet, I think, if you look yeah. for yeah. rookie of the year, the yep. Calder. Yep. Yeah. he is going to get He's a lock, huh? hands down. He's a lock. I mean, <laughs> not only a lock, but look at how many points he's going to put in. Oh, no. It's going to be the over on the points too, because when you see him skate around there with all these ex NH or all the current NHL guys that are top players and yeah. he's still dominating, 
it's it's pretty impressive. And he has one thing in mind, and it is all hockey. It's business. He would go from five on five games for an hour and a half to then a three on three game for another 30, 40 minutes. And then my kid was out there skating with him. And he just worked with my kid for like 45 minutes, just shooting pucks and teaching him the game. And that's what you want. You cheer for guys that Mm. are good people. And uh, you're not getting a Johnny Menzel. You're going to get the real deal. And and by the way, Coyotes fans, that those extra five wins that we got that season in the middle of November. (laughs) Yay. Oops. (laughs) Never mind. Hey, we never know. It can pay off. Well, Darcy, we can't thank you enough for joining us. These have been some great stories. I'm sure we'll catch up with you. In Australia, and uh, yeah, we'll, to we'll have a long flight too. Definitely to yeah. catch up again. <laughs> Plenty of time. <laughs> well, some good stories, I'm yeah. sure, for the uh, next time around. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you again, and everybody watching in YouTube. Thanks for your comments. Be sure to hit the like button on this video, whether you're watching live or later. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. You can follow our show on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes, and we'll be live tomorrow at 11 a.m. to talk. All time a Coyotes lineup. We'll <laughs> throw back Thursday. Wonder, is Dorsey Hardichuk going to crack the top twelve forwards all time for the Arizona Coyotes? Stay tuned tomorrow Tune to find out. Hey, look at this guy. Now Tune I in. see why Coyotes hired Dorsey Hardichuk. Perfect spoke. Look at this. Look at that. It is. If you guys learn anything, it doesn't matter if you play thirty games, a yeah. thousand games. Hey. Yep. Just have fun. Yeah. I'm not calling like, you Darcy. Yeah, I'm just calling you ambassador hey, from here yeah, on out. That's actually yeah. the entire trip. You're Jeez. Mr. Ambassador. <laughs> well. Oh, great. Oh, man. Yep. Great compliment. And everyone, thanks again. And we will see you all tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody.